broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome on in. It's Thursday morning and it is a very special day. You don't really mark it on your calendar because it's kind of a floating holiday. It's not always November 19th. Don't do Kelly, it. I Don't know you're celebrating it. something very special in the studio this morning. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Just uh, you. I, the floor is yours, Tommy. It's sort of like Groundhog Day. Tis the day in our subterranean studio in Kelly's home in which the heat stops working. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do the other day. Thank goodness. What other day? The National Worship Men Day or whatever it is. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> National Men Day. I'm going to take a. I'm going to. I'm going to take a pass on that one this year. Okay. All right, because I thought you were going to do that. I was like, no, Tommy. No, 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 no. I am. I'm able to what is called read the room and we're good <laughs> good I'm, I'm so relieved yeah no 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 <laughs> yes so it is freezing cold uh down here today because it's a cement flooring and so while it's been cold the last couple mornings it takes a while for the cement floor to really just become an ice brick <laughs> <laughs> but i do love this leopard wrap you have going on right now thank you it really is just to cover up my activewear that i have underneath <laughs> You look a little bit like um, Kristen Wiig, the villain in um, the Wonder Woman movie coming up. I think she's the cougar or the cheetah or something, the leopard, I something like that. I do have a lot of leopard print things in my closet. I realize that. It's red, pink, and leopard print are the predominant colors in my closet. <laughs> you got a brand. Stick with it. I appreciate that about you. <laughs> um, we've got a lot to get to this morning, including some Wonder Woman news. I'm not saying that we um, compelled DC Comics to do something very important, but I'm not saying we didn't compel DC Comics to do something very important. I think our, the circumstances of our world compelled them to do it. I'm just saying we held up a mirror and they looked at themselves in it and they were like, okay. Also, Metro wants your help naming some Metro stations. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Metro Metro face. <laughs> <laughs> um, Google told us some stuff that we already knew, which is not breaking news. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Plus, uh, Charlie Brown finds a brand new home. We've got the first, well, at least they believe it's the first dog Christmas song to tell you about last night. Um, today, last night was DC's baddest night to do good with DC Central Kitchen. Huge response to the uh, Capital Food Fight that went virtual. Plus, I, I have not been able to stop thinking about this TikTok star who lost his job at a paint shop because of his TikToks. <sighs> this generation. When really, in reality, this TikTok star could have probably made the paint store brand awesome for an entire generation. We'll get to it in just a little bit because I'm like, I'm really, I don't know how to feel about this whole thing. And I need you to tell me how to feel about this whole thing, Kelly. I'll work through it. Perfect. Uh, let's get into the Metro story. What do you say? This is kind of interesting. So Metro um, is asking for the community's help to help rename and name some stations. So they are going to refresh the West Falls Church name. They've got the new Potomac Yard station coming on. They've got the new Reagan Airport, um, you know, changes to that station coming with like a land bridge. And so they put out a survey between now and November 20th. You can take their survey. And uh, they even have, they have the guidelines for naming metro stations, which I never really thought about until they put the guidelines for naming metro stations in front of me. 
Okay. Would you like to hear them? Sure. A metro station name, Kelly, should be relevant. The name identifies station locations by geographical features, centers of activity, and derives the name of cities, communities, and neighborhood landmarks within a half a mile or walking distance. A metro station name should be brief. The names are limited to 19 characters with spaces and punctuations. Can we just pause here? So why do they want to change the name of Reagan Airport? It, the airport, it, it literally describes exactly what they just said. It Precisely. is Reagan Airport. <laughs> right. Going, and, and frankly, that's one of the few metro stops where, like, literally you can't really go anywhere else. I mean, I guess if they, when they build the bridge, you'll be able to go over into Crystal City. Mm-hmm. But it, you are literally pulling up to the airport. <laughs> well, so they're like, should we name it Metro? Should we name it Reagan Airport slash National Landing City Crystal Potomac Yard? But they're only 19 characters. So this yeah, is the problem we run into. That's super confusing. So they could do like Reagan Airport dash arrow <laughs> or, or the Reagan other way. Airport or like Amazon. <laughs> Natlan. Amazon. <laughs> right. This way to Amazon Wonderland. <laughs> and Kelly, it should evoke the name. The names should evoke imagery in the mind of the patrons. That's my favorite one. Oh, like West Falls Church does. <laughs> totally. Totally. It's West Falls Church, right? So it's like the Western, like the more like, you know, untamed version of Falls Church where people walk into saloons and ride horses apparently is what they're looking for. Okay. Well, good luck with that. And then there's also some controversy about like um, Potomac, the Potomac Yard Station, which is not called the Potomac Yard Station, but it's a station that's going to end up at where Potomac Yards is. Maybe they're going to call it Potomac Yards. Um, it also is next to the Virginia Tech million square foot campus. So in the survey, they're like, do we call it Potomac Yard Virginia Tech <laughs> or not? And apparently in West Falls Church, there's some Virginia Tech and UVA signs and the, removing the Virginia Tech. There's a lot going on at the Metro uh, survey. Okay. Well, you know, if anyone can figure out the world's problems, it's the folks over at Metro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's. (laughs) So actually, they really do need our help. (laughs) I also would like to ask on the survey why some Metro trains have carpet. Whoever thought that was a good idea, even back in the (laughs) 70s. Why is there carpet on the Metro? That's awful. (laughs) Seems hard to clean. Yeah, right. Like not seems like a place that, you know, you're going to need to squeegee a lot. So why would you have carpet on the Metro? Just my question. Mm-hmm. In other DC news, I'm, we can make basically everything about DC today. So um, Wonder Woman, the movie, Wonder Woman 1984, uh, is coming out on your home screen on Christmas via HBO Max. Kelly, I know you've been like tracking all of the places that Wonder Woman was shot, and um, it's just been so DC, like all over all over DC. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, it basically shut down Georgetown a couple of years ago when they were shooting down there, but this is perfect. And we've been saying this all along. Why not release films on the screens at home during the holiday season when people are like literally inside, especially since now it's looking like Thanksgiving has been canceled. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? And right. it's perfect. So HBO max is getting involved in streaming this on Christmas day, open up some presents Thanks, Santa, for what he's done and watch yeah. the Wonder Woman. I think it's amazing. And I feel like they're going to have they probably had to give the production company like literal truckloads of money because there was all that um, concern that movie theaters wouldn't be running movies of production companies that go straight to streaming. Yeah. That but, was something you read once and you like have hung your hat on. 
All right. Well, <laughs> no one's proven me wrong. I haven't gotten a little comment on Facebook being like, you're wrong, dummy. So, no, it hasn't. But we have gotten a comment this morning um, saying hi from Arizona. So thank MZ for, for getting involved and saying hello. And Mervin hi. and Sean, thanks for getting involved. Hope, hopefully they're enjoying warm weather. The other thing mm -hmm. that's nice is on the streaming, you can like pause because all these DC landmarks are in it. You can like pause to see the street in Georgetown, uh -huh. the National Monument. Of course, it went over to the Landmark Mall uh, for like the very 80s scene, mm -hmm. the Watergate's in it. So you can like, you know, and maybe you're an extra. I know a lot of people in the DC area were extras. So True that. You can have that experience. Yeah, there was the Watergate. The, the shot we're showing right now is at the Lincoln and the Washington, but also some, like Kelly said, very, very DC stuff. I don't know. I think that was green screened. No, I think that really happened because they were here shooting. So I think that I, was a real. I understand. I, I know. And that's outside of one of the museums. That's the Watergate. Oh, Watergate. Okay. I yeah. know that the one, they did do a shoot in one of the museums. I, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak, but they did do it at one of the museums. I think the Hirschhorn. Oh, very yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah. I feel like the White House scenes are probably green screened. I don't think they went in there and shot. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. <laughs> okay. I'm excited for Wonder Woman on Christmas Day. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, I just wanted to, uh, to just do a little newsflash for you. We're this far into the show that it's time we tell you about some things that are... <laughs> not breaking news... I got an alert yesterday that Google released a bunch of um, analytics. Have you heard about this, Kelly? Based no. on their Based on their search results and based on their Google Maps and based on data that they've collected, they have been able to come up with, even in this COVID-19 time, times when you should or should not go to places like grocery stores. So Google, with all of their Googleness, found out that the worst time to go to grocery stores are Saturdays between one and three. Okay. And the best time to go is Monday at 8 a.m. <laughs> Not breaking news. <laughs> okay. Yep. Not breaking news. Also, what about your favorite neighborhood coffee shop? Your favorite coffee shop. They said that the busiest time for a coffee shop would be on Saturday at 10 a.m. And the least busy time based on all of their analytics, say that the best time to go to a coffee shop to have no line is Thursday around 4 p.m. <laughs> That's not breaking news. You're correct. That's not breaking news. <laughs> oh, you want some more information? Sure. How about restaurants, Kelly? Okay. According to Google, the busiest time to go to a restaurant is Friday at 6 p.m. I might Not argue with you on this a little bit, Tommy, because I that is surprising to me because I go to dinner now like at four o'clock because you have to sit outside. And when the sun goes down at five and it's cold outside, you got to eat at four so you can get out of there at six and be home. Hmm. Perhaps. No? Okay. I, I just wonder how new that information is. Like, I think they're, well, they're like so it, pre-pandemic, yes. So it's based on pandemic time and they're looking at it of like people who have made reservations and people who have searched stuff and like Google map technology and everything like that. So mm. six o'clock does seem early for dinner because before restaurants would have probably been like seven or eight o'clock on yeah. a Friday. That's true. It is so, earlier than normal. As, as they would say, the trend is sliding earlier and the average is changing. But Kelly, you know, the best time to go to a restaurant, this may be surprising to you is Tuesday at 3 PM. 
<laughs> not breaking news. It's not breaking news. You have to find a restaurant that's open. Because <laughs> a lot of restaurants don't. Yeah, anyway, at least in the DC area. Okay. Yeah, right. If you want to have uh, dinner at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday, you should go to the villages. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Google. I just go ahead and I compile all those things for you, Kelly, that are very much not. <laughs> not breaking news. Very cute. Tell me about Charlie Brown. What's going on there? So this is interesting. Uh, the, the announcement came out before Halloween that the Charlie Brown, the beloved series, the Great Pumpkin, of course, the Thanksgiving and Christmas specials featuring Charlie Brown, were going to be on Apple TV for free. And people like kind of lost their minds because it was not on network TV. So the Great Pumpkin did air on Apple TV Plus, but now Apple TV has partnered with PBS and it will be on network TV, as well as Apple Plus. Oh. Yeah. So you can expect to see um, the Thanksgiving special is starting um, on the 25th, and the Christmas special starts on the 11th. Nice. Yeah. So that that's nice that they, you know, I think everyone has a streaming service, but there is something about just being able to turn on the TV. and. Oh, absolutely. And there's something to that too, right? Like, even though it's free on Apple, people are probably like, what's the catch, Apple? You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, right. You would have to have to download something. and yeah. It still is kind of new for folks, too, I feel like. There's a lot of people who are like, eh, I'm not sure I'm down with the whole streaming from home thing just yet. Yeah. yeah. But PBS, man. Way to go. It's a classic. I mean, you, you know, spoiler alert. Charlie Brown gets his Christmas tree, okay? <laughs> what if I didn't, hadn't seen it? <laughs> I'm sorry, Tommy. You need to give me a minute to take my earphones out and walk out of the room before you did that, Kelly. <laughs> oh, okay. The king of like spoiling. You spoil things all the time. I, that's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> Star Wars, Homeland. Listen, I didn't know they were going to kill Han Solo <laughs> when I said Han Solo died, okay? <laughs> I didn't know that. It was not a thing I knew. I joked about the thing that was the least likely thing in my head to happen. And it happened. And then it happened. And then I got threats. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> yes, you did. Bunch of angry nerds <laughs> threatened to pick at the radio station. <sighs> Not my finest moment. Not my finest moment. Hey, um, as everyone's getting ready for the holiday spirit, speaking of, people are thinking about Christmas and Christmas music and radio stations have been playing Christmas songs since like July. So now dogs are getting into the action. So there's this dog food company called Tails that put together what they believe to be the first Christmas song for dogs. And they went ahead with dog behavioralists and they found sounds that make the most sense to dogs. And they found sounds that were appealing and words and terms. And they have released Raise the Wolf, the very first dog Christmas song. Are you ready for this? Sure. Here we go. Oh, good girl. Squirrel. Oh, good boy. Would you like to go on? Walkies. And there's all these dogs on the internet, like losing their minds to this music when they hear it and see it. It's, 
out of context, it's the creepiest sounding song. <laughs> so if you're not watching like cute little dogs right now, like we are, it sounds so creepy. <laughs> Good dog. And there's like a whistle in there. I mean, it sounds so creepy. I will have to try it on my dog. Have you tried it with your dogs yet? I did. So I think it's kind of cheating though, because um, like they didn't really react to the song that much. But when they said, my dogs aren't in here. When they said walk, the dogs were like, hey, yeah, let's do that. And then they said sit, and the dogs were like, I, I love a good sit. I think they're screwing with our animals is what I think is happening. Well, also, there's the squeaky noise. I can see my dog responding to that. Yeah, that little eeker, worker, worker sound. Yeah, dogs dogs do love that. And there's like eating watermelon. Who's this? Who's this? Would you like to go on? I mean, <laughs> you don't want to watch this video after... <laughs> Smoking after what? After smoking something, you would just freak out. <laughs> it is very bizarre. Well, it's not something I'm concerned about, but okay. Thanks, <laughs> Kelly's PSA. Don't. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm gonna um, I'm gonna just let you go ahead and transition to DC Central Kitchen. <laughs> yes, last night was Capital Food Fight. Um, this was their big fundraiser, and of course, everything looks different this year as we uh, did it in a very safe social distance environment. Tommy and I got to MC it, and it was so much fun to hang with Spike Mendelson and, I don't know, Mr. National, Ryan Zimmerman, who was one of the judges. And the best part, of course, that it raised over $400,000 for the D.C. Central Kitchen, which does amazing work in our communities. What an awesome night, too. And Chef Paolo Dunca um, from Peter Chang's Restaurant Group won this year the Capital Food Fight. They have two different chefs compete, and then of the two chef battles, then the final round happens. And normally this happens at the Anthem, and there's like a 1,000 people, and it's like crazy town. But this year, the D.C. Central Kitchen um, got scrappy, and they made it happen, and it um, was, was filmed at Occasions Caterers, and they made it happen. It was great. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the biggest challenge for us was being able to hear each other with our masks, which is a <laughs> continual challenge just in life. You know, when you like go to the grocery store, go check out or try to talk to your neighbors that speak really loud. But other than that, it, it went off without a hitch. It was great. It was great to be part of um, that event once again this year. I think well, it's our third year or fourth year doing it. It's our yeah. It's, I think it's our fourth year. I also love um, being a co MC with you, Kelly, co-host of the DC Central Kitchen Capital Food Fight, because it's the one time a year that like you're allowed to be in the same room as Ryan Zimmerman without anybody asking you why you're in that room. And so you, That's you're not true. Ryan and I are friends, and I'm, I'm friends with his wife as well. Like he, he's, before we got started, he stopped down and, totally. and chatted with us. And I mean, I think it's it's not awkward anymore. Totally. But, you know, like it's uh, I'm saying this like not I'm not trying to make you I'm not trying to embarrass you. I mean, I literally mean it's like the one time we get to be like friendly with him because like normally it would be like you're interviewing him in the in the clubhouse or it's like on the line. People are like there's someone there who's able to be like, move it along, Zim. And this, <laughs> at, at the central kitchen, we're able to be like, hey, dude, how's it going? Like, how's yeah. the kids? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was great to see him, especially since we didn't get to see him on, on the uh at Nats Park or on TV playing baseball. So it was great to hang with him. And he's so generous with his time. All the judges there, Chef Riss, um, giving back their... Uh, Riss Lacoste, Lacoste is awesome. And also Top Chef contestant um, Eric Ajapong was there as well, who I am just a huge fan of now. I only like saw him um, on Top Chef a couple times. And then we got to hang with him as he was one of the judges. 
just like, just like the just like the guy that's like drips cool. Like he's just like the coolest guy. Like I was just it was awesome. Yeah, and it Spike was awesome. Anderson bringing his energy. I mean that guy, he just wind him up and let him go. Oh my gosh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I felt bad for the camera people because you had you, me, and Spike and seven chefs <laughs> running around being like right over here, and there was like fire and there was social distancing. Yeah. So um, it was it was a great night. And DJ Nicola, host of Neeks at Night here on the Real Fun DC channel, she brought the music and brought the fun. So what an awesome, awesome experience for DC Central Kitchen. They raised so much money and their programs are uh, so important now more than ever. Uh, they have seen such an increase in need and such an increase in people you know, needing their help, whether it's a meal or whether it's you know, culinary training. They help a lot of men and women who are homeless or help a lot of men and women who have been incarcerated learn job skills and get into the culinary world and into the culinary business and turn their life around. I mean, DC Central Kitchen saves people's lives every single year in so many ways, as complex, as simple as giving someone a meal or as complex as setting them up on a trajectory to change their life and their family's lives for generations. It's, it's such an awesome, awesome organization and that they can do what they do without gathering classrooms now is just awesome. We also have to give a shout out to Jose Andres, who's been part of Capital Food Fight since the beginning. Mm. And he was part of the event, of course, last night and serves um, on their board as well and gives back so much uh, here in our community. We're so honored to have him part of our D.C. because he's now like a worldwide celebrity doing amazing stuff all over the globe. Yeah, I don't even know where he checked in from last night. He was on like Jupiter or like <laughs> some, some island or some country or some jungle or some desert or some like national like disaster zone. He was just, I, I swear, to, speaking of Wonder Woman, I swear that guy has like an invisible plane of truth that he just bounces around from place to place in because you never know. Or maybe there's several of him at this point. Maybe they've cloned him. I don't know. <laughs> they have a whole batch of Jose Andreses that are running around. Yeah, he, he's an incredible. DC Central Kitchen, such a proud proud piece of Washington and uh, we're thrilled to be part of it. So thank you to them for including us in that. All right. I heard this story yesterday, Kelly, of the viral TikTok star who got fired from his job at Sherwin-Williams Paint Company. Okay. His whole TikTok channel is about mixing paint. <laughs> okay. And he was fired from Sherwin-Williams because he was mixing paint on TikTok. I'm showing you some of uh, the clips of him. So basically he would like take these cans of paint and he would like add, you know, color cocktails to it and mix it by hand or mix it with a drill or mix it in the machine. And he has gotten like millions of views on TikTok over this. He's an Ohio State University senior. Maybe you follow him already. Um, his <laughs> Twitter or TikTok channel is called Tonester Paints. And he has 1.2 million followers. So Tony, his real name, several months ago, um, was fired from Sherwin-Williams, where he's a senior salesperson, where he helps people mix paint as a job because um, he was misusing company property and doing his TikToks on company time. Mm. So see, what happens with their new social media platform, these large brands get very scared and they don't, totally. want, they don't know what to do and they want to be on message and develop a marketing plan of how they're going to engage their followers and grow an audience on these new social media platforms and he beat them to it. Basically, yes. <laughs> I think is exactly what happened. Um, and so according to his termination papers, which he gave to BuzzFeed, um, it says <laughs> <laughs> that he was fired for gross misconduct and um, waste of property and facilities 
and a serious embarrassment to the company or its products. Okay, Benjamin Moore, if you're listening, hire him. Oh, I was thinking Dutch Boy was like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Whatever, one of the competitors, uh, hire him. Now, um, BuzzFeed then, of course, actually this might be the best thing you're going to read all day long. I'm going to put the, the link in the in the comments. BuzzFeed reached out and they and Sherwin Williams says they don't do like talk about employee issues, whatever, but that the investigation into his TikTok, because there was one of those that happened, um, came from a customer complaint and they take all of their customer complaints very seriously. Oh, really? There's a Sherwin Williams <laughs> in my neighborhood. I, that is not true. <laughs> it's not true. So the only thing I think of, like if, if you follow him on TikTok with the audio on, there are explicit songs that he sometimes mixes paint to, but also you're on TikTok. Right, but it's it's post-production. You're not like playing those songs when you're mixing the paint. Maybe they don't know that. I don't know. <laughs> but I feel like this guy should be like the chief marketing officer of Sherwin-Williams. Yeah, running their social media. Right, right. They should have like the person who complained. I feel like Sherwin-Williams should have been like, here's a Home Depot gift card. Thanks for calling. And you are now in charge. <laughs> Way to go, guy. Way to go, Tony. <laughs> I think this is not the last we'll hear of him. No, no. And also, I didn't know, like, until I followed him yesterday, I didn't realize how soothing watching folks mix paint can be. Yeah. And when that's that's all the rage on, on TikTok is to be able to watch these things that are being made. Like, th there's one that's like a, well, you know, your your husband would know about this, but um, like manufacturing things, like the mm -hmm. assembly line or like when things are automated, people get like very calm by watching that. Yeah, there's something really neat to it. Yeah. One of my favorite Twitter accounts, not to go off topic, but one of my favorite Twitter accounts is at Machine Picks. And basically, it's just videos of these yeah. like manufacturing facilities. And it's just like, whoa. Yeah. How did it do that? Right. It's like, it's like making like the, the cap of a toothpaste or something. Like it's the most totally. contained thing. But you're like, wow, yeah, I guess I have to make millions of those at a time. Never thought that I would need to know how to do that. But now I know how to do that. So, mm -hmm. way to go, paint guy. Hopefully, you land on your feet. I'm sure you'll be just fine. If we needed a chief paint mixologist, we'd sure hire you here at Real Fun DC, <laughs> but we don't yet. Who knows what the future will hold? Well, maybe you can run your TikTok, Tommy. Oh my gosh, that'd be great because my TikTok now is lacking, severely <laughs> lacking. Hey, uh, if you want to get involved, we don't really have a how-to and we don't have a manufacturer video yet for this, but our swag shop is up. Hey, look at that, our holiday swag shop. Um, we've gotten some people who have uh, ordered some stuff, which is really cool, and we appreciate you doing that because it supports our small business. So thank you very much for checking out realfundc.com slash swag with those holiday masks and mugs. Yeah, well, there's also t-shirts and things that are not holiday themed. That's and true. Yep, the, the sweatshirts are very popular with the teenage set, I know, because I've ordered four. You've ordered four? Yes. Great. Yeah. Thanks, I Kelly. I make a little mm -hmm. bit of money on each one of those. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> We <laughs> we make a little bit right, of money, we, and then we have the we, and then you know yeah. after expenses and yada yada yada. So there we go. Uh, Jetta agrees she could watch paint all day. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? I'm going to leave you with a little bit of his paint, and we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Thanks for getting involved, fam, and thanks for watching today.